Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 2, one flea-ridden minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Menes in the news. And I'm Pete the Retailer. Welcome back, Pete. Wrapping up the week. Yeah, thanks for having me all week. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Um, all right, so minute 35 is what we're going back to today, and it begins with... Uh, Marty, Marty, uh, elderly, not elderly, old Marty, 47 year old Marty McFly, uh, saying, yeah, like a couple of teenagers, you know, <laughs> uh, and ends with, uh, Marty about to say something. Yeah. Uh, he's getting that. He's building up in, uh, inside. Well, we him. all know what he's about yeah. to say. No. Yeah. We don't know. Um, we, I, I, I have an inkling, but <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so, okay, so let's first, I, the first thing I want to talk about is, uh, the, <laughs> behind Marty, the master cook, mm-hmm. um, in the, in the opening shot. So the master cook, I looked up and it is a, uh, it has mechanical arms apparently. Oh. Um, and so it, it actually, it lists the recipe and then it helps you cook. Uh, which I think is uh, interesting. And it reminds me, um, have you guys, do you ever see that short film? So like, obviously this isn't, this isn't what I'm about to describe, but it just reminds me of this idea that like of a cooking assistant, but there's this short film about, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's where you get these things installed in your eyes that are sort of like, they're like contacts that so so okay so you you it basically like kind of turns everything into a game right so like everything you do is now a game a game like in any kind of like the most monotonous task right so like there's this part in it where uh he's cooking and you see the pov of him cooking and it's like every time he cuts it like has um he's cutting like a carrot you know, and like the carrot, he looks at the carrot and the carrot has dotted lines. And if you cut on the dotted line, you're like getting points for doing that. Um, and so, and and it's like, so it's assisting him in cooking, you know, through this, through this, uh, VR sort of like uh, contacts thing that he's wearing. Um, what, what, what is that? That, that's, that was the thing that they, they tried to make happen like a while ago is like altered reality or yeah, augmented reality. Yeah. Augmented reality. Yeah. So it's totally like an augmented reality thing where you use the real world as like this virtual world as well. Um, and this, uh, this master cook thing, I mean, cause I know that it's not that, but I, I imagine it working in a similar fashion just like with the TV screen instead of like a VR thing. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but it's interesting. I like the idea of having a TV in the kitchen devoted to like a kitchen, sh- kitchen show kind of hmm. thing. Well, that makes me think of the star Wars holiday special with the uh, Chewie's wife and her cooking show. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you see the walking dead thing? No. The what? Walking Dead made a, a, a Walking Dead uh, like Christmas special, and it's like the it's in the style of the Star Wars Christmas special, and it's oh, like wow. the whole cast. They made it for the for the uh, Red Nose Day, 
you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's a, it's a short little thing, but it's in the style of the, of the star, of the star Wars, uh, Christmas special. Nice. Which is really, uh, it just, it's, it's just especially awkward because it's the walking <laughs> dead, but, um, which is so grim usually, but, uh, but yeah, I like the idea of having like a, like a DVR or something in your kitchen that is kind of like a, like a recipe book, you know, right. or like a, you know, like recipe card, like you know, people have like, um, the Rolodexes with recipes, you know, but this is like a, it's like a digital Rolodex and you pull up the recipe and then someone shows you how to make it. Yeah. That would be, I feel like that would be a cool thing to have in your kitchen. <laughs> I think they um, have, they're doing that with iPads a little bit. Somewhat. Yeah. But I know there's uh you know, kind of, iPad there's an iPad uh, kind of app that you can pair with a scale. You buy a special scale and you pair it and then it kind of it says like, okay, now add, you know, this much flour and you measure out that much flour and when you do it it's like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh that's that's uh that's cool. I've never um actually I think I think Ron from Goodfellows Minute works for that company. I could be wrong. Oh wow. That's cool. That's where I heard it from, I think. Okay. Yeah, but I put it together. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, you get a you get a really good shot of uh, Marty's tie in here and that Yeah. <laughs> that very first shot it's like great. It just makes me more envious cuz it looks like almost like it's I guess it's hand painted. Oh. oh, I guess it would have to be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They wouldn't mass produce those, so that makes sense. Um I, you know, I will say, I, all the, we've talked about the clutter all week. I really like how lived in, like, it's lived in the the future in Back to the Future. It looks lived in, not in the way that like, it looks lived in in say you know Star Wars, but it it's lived in in that it just it just looks like these people live here. Like right. just you know, it, it's not like dirty, but it just it looks like they've lived here for you know yeah. fifteen years or something. It's it customized. Reminds me, yeah, kind of uh, Roseanne or something, where it's right. like you know, it looked actually like people live there. Right. Absolutely. Um, I really like that. Uh, so then, uh, uh, both Junior and 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 Marlene are informed that Needles is calling, and they tell their dad. Um, repetitively, which I think is funny. Yeah, Marty Jr. tells him, and then and then Marlene also tells him. Uh, Marty is... Jr. is watching Channel Fifty Seven, which is of course the Atrocity Channel. <laughs> the Atrocity. I guess Can that's I how you know that it's in that eye. Mm-hmm. That's his left eye. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, they list the number on the outside. I guess so that your parents can know what channel you're watching. I guess so, right? So it's like yeah. parental controls. Right. So you can't be like, no, I'm not watching the Playboy channel. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, and it's weird that it says phone kind of facing out on Marlena's, uh, you know, it's like somebody else looking at her face, it says phone, but... For the inside, right. what is it? Well, I guess, I, I mean, I would assume that it's sort of the same thing with, like, the channel thing. It's just like, what are you doing? Well, yeah. you, you don't have to know what, what she's doing. You can see that it says phone, so she's on the phone, right? 
I guess so. Or yeah, I guess so. So you don't bug her because you can tell that you know she's on the phone rather than uh, watching a channel or something. Right. I do wonder because because I wonder about the speaker situation with these mm. um, these TV glasses because it doesn't seem like anything is anywhere near their ears. Yeah, there's weird little flaps that could be, but right, probably not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not uh the thing on the 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 flap thing on the side of Marty Jr's uh glasses, it reminds me of like the it's like that green flap with like the little looks like a monitor or something next to it. It, mm-hmm. it reminds me of something that like Loba would have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I guess it's probably just because it's on his head and that's right. what it reminds me of. That. We could draw a line from from this to Lobot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like the detail of the brands though. Oh the yeah. Black totally. and Decker hydrator and, and JVC and Yeah, JVC. I like that. Um you know, we didn't call we didn't talk about this uh earlier this week when it came up, but um the the Bobs like kind of invented the flat screen TV. Hmm. <laughs> No, I, there were flat screen TVs at this. Oh no, that, yeah, that's a really flat panel. Okay. Yeah, that's a flat panel. Yeah, he he moves it like a picture frame. Yeah, on the wall, like hanging hanging on the wall. Like that's that was not a thing, you know. Like it's crazy. Like they just they literally were like, yeah, no, this is going to be a thing, and they were a thousand percent right. I think we were definitely going that way. But yeah, no, I I know I don't. Nothing like that existed. This looks like obviously they projected it probably from from behind, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, I think that's really interesting. It's 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 even over a fireplace that I'm, I'm just noticing oh, yeah. the fireplace. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, kind of a um, <clears throat> that kind of a Bowflex next to him. Oh yeah, look oh, at that. Oh yeah, look at that. Bowflex. Wow. So yeah, no, I I like the idea that that Marty, yeah, Marty, this Marty is definitely a guy who would be like, oh yeah, no, I I got this Bowflex, I'm gonna work out, it's gonna be great, and he would like use it once, and then it would just collect dust. Right. Yeah. Although we do, we get confirmation that this is the den, because he says oh, I'll right. take it in the den. That's right. Yeah, it's the den. Um, and then we meet Douglas J. Needles. Yeah, I love that his name is really Needles. Yeah. <laughs> um and and we're introduced to uh Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh which I I think I've talked about this before, but I've always wondered why Flea was in this movie. Um cuz it's such a random it feels like such a random casting choice. And I've come to the conclusion, I can't find proof of this anywhere. Uh, But I've come to the conclusion that Back to the Future had Huey Lewis in the news. Back to the Future 3 had ZZ Top both Mm. write original songs for Mm -hmm. for those movies. I wonder if there was some point during the pre-production process in which Red Hot Chili Peppers were going to write an original song for Back to the Future 2 
and it didn't end up happening because Back to the Future 2 is the only one that doesn't have uh, a pop song. I don't, I wouldn't think so because at that point, the Red Hot Chili Peppers weren't huge at all. They weren't, I think. In, in 80, we, we actually looked this up. In 89, they were. They, they had started in 83. Right. And by 89, they'd already done that, I think, that music video where they're like cave people, like out in the desert. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I, they were. Like, Give it away still now kind of like, and stuff like that. No, they hadn't done that yet. That was, I think, I think that's 91, that album. What was the what was the um, uh, the the kiss magic or whatever? That's yeah, the one, right? Red sugar Next. sex magic, I think, was yeah. not, not to turn into a a red hot chili peppers. Uh, I've, I've they've been around. I've never been super into them, but I've I've always kind of followed their career a little bit. Well, a bit of a historical context. Flea, a uh, birth name Michael Peter Balzeri, actually had been pursuing a career in acting since the mid. Um, 80s, and he even had a few film credits like prior to his career at the Red Hot Chili Peppers. His first movie during his time, you know, like post joining the Red Hot Chili Peppers, is when he played, um, like they played themselves in the movie Thrashin in 1986. Then he played mm. a character called Milo in uh, the movie Dudes in oh, 1987, yeah. and um, something called The Blue Iguana, where he played a character named Floyd. And uh, then in 1989 and 1990, he, you know, was, uh, you know, uh, Needles. But uh, interestingly, he is quoted, and this is from regular old Wikipedia, um, that he referred to his part uh, in Back to the Future Part 2, or he, he referred to Back to the Future Part 2 as, quote, a multi-million dollar piece of trash, saying that he was happy neither with the film nor his performance in it. <laughs> Oof. Wow. Ouch. Uh, and he is also the voice of the Wild Thornberry's character, Wild Thornberry's character, Donnie. I knew that. Yeah, I mean, I I knew he was in a couple of things before this, mm. like Dudes or um, he was in Suburbia, not the not the later one. There was an earlier Penelope Spears who also made, you know, Wayne's World and all that stuff. But she's also made a bunch of kind of punk movies. Mm. And, uh, one of them. Yeah, Flea uh, really, Flea really gives it his all in this one. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He's I, uh, I, I, I really, um, oh, that that bums me out. I really, because it, it really, I don't like the inconsistency of there not being a pop song in Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, because yeah. uh, one of the things that I was gonna do, like when when because uh, right now we have we use Back in Time for our for our intro and outro music uh-huh. but when we switched to part two i was like oh i'm gonna switch the outro music like star wars minute does because because i was like oh because in part three i can use easy top uh, but then i tried finding something for part two and there's just nothing there's yeah. no there's nothing um and it and i regretted using back in time instead of power of love for the first one because uh, i i i'm i'm i've really i've really come to love what back in time means specifically to the show now though no 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 not as not for the outro music not the intro music um oh, okay i yeah i would have kept the in, the intro music would have stayed the same but uh i regret not using power of love for the for the first uh for the first season because yeah. then we could get back in the another part of back in time for the outro or mm-hmm. something like that. Right. 
So, um, so Needles has Marty involved in some sort of uh, shady illegal activity again, much like uh, much like Glengarry Glen Ross. He is being coaxed into some um, illegal shenanigans by Needles, who works with Marty in some capacity. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. It, it's also I, I find it. I mean, it's hard to call the Back to the Future movies repetitive without like just getting like a yeah, no shit <laughs> kind of thing. But but it, it is very repetitive because we literally just got out of the Hill Valley uh, Courthouse Square sequence that featured another illegal opportunity. Um, and Marty being coaxed into it by being called a chicken. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're we're already repeating what we just did like ten minutes ago. Like it, it's not even like a you know like the hacky the hacky kind of thing to say about Force Awakens. It's like oh, it's just you know New Hope again, but it's actually New Hope again in really interesting, surprising, uh, emotional ways. And but this is kind of literally just the the same joke that was in like you know t- twenty minutes ago. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's 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 repetitive in kind of a cynical way sometimes. Like the the nobody calls me chicken thing. Just it just seems like just lazy screenwriting, and I guess that kind of bums me out when I know that you know it's Bob Gale. You know, yeah, right. Well, and 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 I mean that's the thing. It's just Bob Gale solo, and so that's the that's the magic that's missing. Is is that you know Bobby Z wasn't there for the for the script this time. Yeah. Hmm. Um, he seems to work for something uh, called OCCU. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, some some sort of uh, some sort of plant. Yeah. Um, the plant. Yeah, I do like uh, if if you can see it really well in the Jennifer POV shot when she's looking out and uh, needles. Uh, <laughs> the the vid screen says that needles' favorite drinks are scotch and beer. Yes. Um. <laughs> Uh, there's the, there's this thing on the uh, on the I think it's a ottoman or something. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's supposed to be a coffee table. He it's, has a 23 year old daughter cool. named Roberta. He yeah. likes jogging. But it seems, uh, slam ball. It seems, he has no politics. Yeah, no politics whatsoever. Yeah, pol- politics no beliefs. As, yeah, politics are listed as none. Um. I, anyway, going back to the thing that I'm, I'm looking at. It's uh it Stand looks for like nothing, Burr. what do you fall for? <laughs> it looks like uh battleship, like chess battleship. Hmm. Looks like like a like on the on the ottoman in front of Marty, um between Marty and the TV. It looks there's like a almost looks like battleship. Did you see oh. the guitar behind Marty? It's like pieces. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I like I like the idea of him like maybe after he puts the kids to bed and you know learn you know Jennifer's like pretending to be asleep he like goes downstairs maybe like fixes himself like a thing like a tumbler of scotch and then just plays a really sad minor key version of Power of Love. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because the uh, in the uh, '67 draft the drink that he has made for him every day when he comes home is a martini. Oh, that's so. Mm. That's such a. Not what a dad drinks after work. Yeah. No. 
It's it's what a dad drinks after work if he wants to feel cool. I or if think. he's like going out after work with his boss or something. Yeah. Is that what Brian Doyle Murray would order in Mad Men? Right. <laughs> Take a martini. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it's, it's, it's also what James Bond orders be, uh, for yourself. <laughs> yeah, Mar- martini is not something you drink on your own. No. Right. Like, Something you drink out at like a bar or a party to look cool because you're drinking a martini. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't drink it by yourself. When you're by yourself, you drink bullet bourbon and a coffee mug and like whatever kind of soda you have. And if you don't have any soda, <laughs> then I guess the night just kind of revealed itself to you, didn't it? Uh, um, you're about to drink liquor uh, out of a yeah, the other the other sport that's listed that he he says his hobbies is avid basketball um, fan. I mean, playing basketball, playing basketball on an avid system. He's editing together. <laughs> he's editing basketball games on an avid. <laughs> um, but it also when it says like the sports that he plays, one of them is slam ball, which is the only reference to slam ball in the the finished movie. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad that something survived. Yeah, but slam ball is a uh, is a sport that they created that has an entire action sequence in the '67 draft that we oh, haven't wow. gotten to yet. Um, that they, it was so technically insane that the uh, the the people who were in charge of designing it and figuring out how to execute it, they just didn't do it. Because they were like, this is going to get cut out of the script, right? It's got to be, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they were just like, let's not waste our time. So they just did Thank God it. they did. Can you imagine, Scott, if you and I had to devote potentially two, three, maybe even four weeks of an entire movie podcast just devoted to one sports sequence? <laughs> that yeah, that sounds like it would be the worst thing. <laughs> uh, Zing. <laughs> yeah, they uh, future sports. Well, did future, some, future sports. Wasn't slam ball a, a, a real thing for a while? Uh, what was that on like the men's network or something? Whatever. Uh, that. Yeah. Well, I know they they tried making arena football happen in like the early two thousands, right? Because Dallas had a team called the Dallas Desperados, and even I was kind of like, this is stupid. In in the Back to the Future script, it's like something. It's like some kind of weird combination of like. It, it's 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 like. It's like dodgeball meets, meets uh, roller derby meets Thunderdome. Oh, so it's like oh. rollerball. You, right, but it's but it's got but it's hoverboards. So it's like oh. it's like kind of like hoverboard. It's kind of like Running Man, rolling rollerball, maybe kind of almost Ender's Game. Yeah, right. But professionally, like it's not it's not like a post apocalyptic <laughs> version. True. All of those things are post apocalyptic. <laughs> right. It's just it's just like a regular sporting event. But yeah, that's the yeah. idea. Society didn't need to crumble for there to be a new sport. <laughs> right. I'm curious uh, when when Marty's getting out of his chair. Um, and, and walking, walking toward the TV. I'm curious. There's this thing to the, on the right of the frame that has like a rainbow yeah. buttons on the, what, what in the world is that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like it has like a handle or something too. And 
Oh, is it like another exercise thing? Could be. Is it like a rubber band, like one of those rubber band pulley exercise things? Or Maybe those be. are weights, the colors? Something they found that they're like, oh, it looks futuristic. They'll just stick it in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that he's got, there's uh he's, he's got all of his uh, music stuff still like kind of like stacked on top of each other. Like, yeah, the, uh, it's, just, it's kind of wistful. Yeah. Like the TVs that are stacked on top of each other. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pumped that both flea and Michael J. Fox are like much more like, you know, they, they've aged much more gracefully than their, their, their back of the future counterparts. I don't know. I think I think Needles looks exactly like Flea does now. He doesn't yeah, look enough like Will Ferrell. Hmm. Wait, does Flea look like? Flea I know look like Flea uh, looks exactly like Will Ferrell. No, that's no, he doesn't. The the drummer Chad. That's the drummer. Chad. Oh well, that, there goes my life forever. Okay, wait. So back to the way Red Hot Chili Peppers Flea, is. Flea is the bassist. Oh, Flea's the bassist. The drummer is Will Ferrell. Anthony yeah. Cletus is the guy that wrote the book, and then there's another one. Yeah, that one keeps changing. Okay, he right. doesn't. Yeah, there, he's like the one that keeps spontaneously combusting. Right. Flea. Yeah. Flea is the one that like he, he's like the Angus Young of the of the Chili Peppers. He was in the Big Lebowski. He was the nihilist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Flea. Flea's makeup is perfect. Like it. He looks exactly like he does now. Okay. Um. But Michael J. Fox, uh, not so much. No. Yeah. He's way more. He's 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 much more. He's much more handsome in real life. The, it's the hair, honestly, though. Yeah, he doesn't look like a forty-seven-year-old. Honestly, no. He looks like you know. He, he no. He looks like I keep getting like Martin Sheen slash yeah. like Godfather Part Three Al Pacino vibes. Yeah, yeah, if you combine those two, that's exactly what he looks like. And, you know, life has been kinder. This is kind of weird to say, but, you know, I think life has been kinder to Michael J. Fox than this version of Marty McFly, you know? Like, you look. I think I think life has generally been kinder to most people today than like age wise than they were back then. You know, I don't think anyone I don't think anyone would know that Tom Cruise would look like Tom Cruise at like sure. 55. Sure. Do you remember what a grandpa looked like in like you when we were kids? Yeah. Grandpa's looked super grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, crazy. And now they're like can be grandpas can be hot. Right. Like you have like Sam Elliott who's like legit like a babe grandpa. Yeah. Tom Cruise has no business looking the way he does for as old. It kind of it kind of gets me pumped, you know? Like because, like, people people want to self-preserve, so that technology is not going to stop. You know what I mean? Right. I wonder how much of humanity will, like, give away before we, like, eventually. <laughs> anyway, Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Took a nihilistic turn. <laughs> um, so does Back to the Future Part 2. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the lighting continues to be really spooky. Yeah, like any man, I kind of I'm kind of bummed we never got Elizabeth Shue. And well, I mean, because I'm not glad because I don't like those kind of movies very much. But I think the idea I think we missed out not seeing Elizabeth Shue in like a Friday in like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Mm. Hmm. She'd be really good. I just love her face. I know that sounds creepy, but just like (laughs) the director in me is like, you are doing so much like right now. Yeah, totally. 
Huh. Yeah. So, yeah. She uh, she's really good at that. Um, but yeah, the lighting in this close up after Needles calls Marty chicken. Oh yeah, no, it, it's it's very it's very Breaking Bad. <laughs> Marty's about to break bad. Speaking of which, <laughs> um, plus yeah, wait, Walter Jr. Needles... and Marty Jr. have have more than a few things in common. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Can uh, all they talk about is food? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't want... can can needles not see Jennifer in the closet there? <laughs> McFly. <laughs> There's a younger version of your wife in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that actually uh, uh, making him talk like Biff reminds me. I I hate (laughs) that Needles isn't set up because because when when Needles calls, there's that moment where Jennifer's like Needles, like she recognizes him. And I'm like, but I'm not. I watched the whole last movie. I don't remember Needles. Who is in, this guy? In fact, I associate Needles with the comic book. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's. I've got. He's a big part of the Back to the Future comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the General Grievous of Back to the Future. It's like <laughs> in the con, in like the in like the in like the off media thing. He's like this guy's really cool and badass. And then you see him in the movie, and he's like a putz. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's it's weird. Um, I but yeah, it 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 is so that I've talked about this before. So like in the f- first movie, mm-hmm. you know, the Bobs they use the index card method where they they uh for they they think of all of the things that they want to do in the movie and they write that on an index card and then they match it with another index card that's a setup to the payoff of the thing that they actually want to do. And so what they put all of those on the board and you, so you have setups for the first, you know, 30 minutes or whatever. And then you have payoffs. The the example being they want to have Marty McFly in a skateboard chase sequence. So they need to show Marty skateboarding. So Marty skateboards to school. Right. Um, and so in back to the future, your setup period is all happening in 1985, which is like home turf and it's everything is normal and everything is, you know, it's, it's, it's just, this is, this is the world before all the crazy stuff happens. Yeah. In back to the future part two, all the setup it's backwards. All the setup is in 2015 and it's paid off in 1985 and 1955 it's really strange yeah, yeah like i mean like one of our one of our commenters i think it was hill valley preservation society but one of them left a really clever comment about how you know later on in this version we see that uh george while at the enchantment under the sea dance actually drank some of biff's spiked punch and that may have had a role to play in how brave he was when he saved lorraine hmm. mm-hmm and so, yeah, it is like it is weird little loop de loop. It's like it's like their their narrative callbacks, but but you know, temporal flash forwards, I guess. Well, I just mean I mean specifically in this movie, the setup period isn't home turf. The setup period is a weird in, world in this like new world we're not familiar with. Right? Yeah. It's it's you're in 2015 and it's this whole thing that you're exploring, but it's also setting up everything that happens in the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's just weird. It's a strange 
It kind of reminds me a little bit of the the this past X-Men trilogy in that each one is so drastically different from its previous one in terms of like where all of the characters are. Mm-hmm. Like every X-Men movie is like a is like a soft reboot. It's like now Professor X is addicted to drugs, but now he's a professor and he's doing pretty good. Now Magneto is in jail. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I really can't think of another series of movies that like because even the even the even the Marvel movies don't really take drastic steps with like where their characters are at. Yeah. Well, the Marvel movies are more like a TV show. So yeah, like Thor two doesn't start with him like fat and wearing two ties. Although I wish it would. <laughs> it would be pretty great. Um, <laughs> I but but yeah, I, I find son, why it, are you wearing two ties? <laughs> I find it interesting that needles is being set up as Marty's boss in the future that in the present will, he will cause him to be in a car accident. Like it's just, it's a weird backwards way of setting up that character. I think. Yeah. And just furthers the, my, my, my theory that it's Hill Valley is a world where no one can move. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's true. You you will be forced to work above and under people who have caused you or your loved ones like major emotional physical trauma. <laughs> it's some it's kind true. of like uh, purgatory or something. Right? You're yeah. just stuck with these horrible people forever. The Hill Valley Curse. The Hill yeah. Valley Curse. It's like the end of Krampus. <laughs> I think that's vague enough to not be a spoiler. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, good week, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that they call their boss the Jits. The Jits. The Jits. That actually is the rare bit of future slang that actually sounds kind of cool in this movie. <laughs> well, well, it's not future slang. Oh. It's a nickname because his name is Ito Fujitsu. Oh, I thought Jits was like a, a title you gave. So, like, yeah, it's Jits. Oh no! This friggin' jits. No, it's just short for his. He's the jits. You know Fujitsu, the jits. Oh man! Now I hope I meet. Now I hope I make a friend named uh, Fujitsu someday, so I can call him the jits. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's pretty great. Sub jits. Uh, so in the '67 draft, um, we're back in uh, Doc's van, and uh, Marty is looking at Norman's. Uh, blue plastic card, the one with his, uh, right, with his yeah. uh, grades on it, his mm. remedial grades on it <laughs> that, he, yeah. that Marty found. Yeah. And uh, Marty's like, so, uh, Doc, bring me up to speed here. What's with Norman? And Doc goes, <laughs> you know, my son. And Doc goes, you've seen him, so you know he's got some serious problems. <laughs> <laughs> I thought oh, you look could at help... Him. I thought you could help straighten him out. Straighten him out. Um, and Marty says, but I still exist as his father, right? Uh, like, even if I'm an old man. And then Doc is like, 47 is not old. 80, 90, 100, <laughs> that's old. 47 is mature. Uh, which, that that line in particular makes me think that the Bobs were around this age. Right. Yes. Because that feels like a 47-year-old being like, whoa, I'm not old. Whoa, I'm whoa, not whoa. Old. 47, no. Come on. Clooney's um, like 56. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so Marty's like, okay, well, even if I'm I'm mature, I'm still me. Like, I, I'm still me, so what do you need me for? Unless it's 
because I'm having my own problems in this future, except that you said Jennifer and I were both turn out fine. Doc's like, I know what I said, but, you know, you're better off not knowing the actual future. So let's focus on Jennifer. Marty, you know how that one guy in The Simpsons, he's always really sad? (laughs) That's you. (laughs) That's you. Uh, Years from now. I can't believe Doc (laughs) thought any of this was, like, A-OK for Marty. (laughs) I don't think he did. I think he was just Oh, he was trying to get them in the car. Yeah, he's 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 telling him to stay put. Yeah, this is fine. He lost his spine and will to live. (laughs) This isn't anywhere near as bad as what happens to his kids. Uh, I mean, I mean, in, in one draft, like uh, the daughter was overweight, right? Yeah, can't have that. Oh God, teenage acne. Oh, the worst, right? Got to fix that. Luckily, they altered the timeline to prevent it. <laughs> they altered time and space. I hope when we get to the end of the '67 draft, somehow they have a picture of the 2015 family and, and suddenly she's thin and Norman's like standing up straight. And this is whole thing. It's just, it's just like Bella Thorne and like Ansel <laughs> Elgort. <laughs> there they are. Oh, there are my kids. Oh, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> that's more like it. Uh yeah so uh so so that's uh, I think that's, that's our show today another week in the books yeah thank you for joining us Pete it was uh, oh well thank you for, for staying with us absolutely it was a little longer than we usually do so Glad do you <laughs> do do you have a moment in part three that you'd like to call dibs on you know. I haven't seen three in forever, so I can't even remember. Me neither. Um, yeah. I can think of a part that I dislike. <laughs> okay. Well, just so a we, very uh, end I dislike. But the, so, the, so what's what's that part? So we know not to put you there. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that would be better. I don't know. Yeah. No, just the the whole the very end. I feel like it wraps up really clumsily. Oh, Jules and Vern. Jules oh. and Vern and the flying train and all that yeah. stuff. Interesting. This becomes such a beloved part of the iconography. Mm. The flying train and the little, little idiots. Yeah. Well, they're in the cartoon, right? Jules and Vern. Yeah, they're like the they're like the main characters of the cartoon. They're the Huey and Dewey, and there is no Louie. Of, uh, right. Louie was erased from time. That was <laughs> 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 me trying to do their, their voice. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we will be back uh, next week with another returning champion guest. Um, but in the meantime, you can go to our website, DuelingGenre.com, where you can listen to our other podcasts. Check those out, the Doctor's Companion or Doctor Who podcast and uh, that we do with uh, Cassandra Ferguson. And also Geek by Night, the show that uh, Nick and I executive produce and uh, write and all that stuff. So um, we're really proud of it. Check it out. It's good. It's funny. You'll like it. It's on a break, so you can like totally catch up right now. Yeah, there's eight episodes up right now, um, totaling I think over like five and a half hours, I think, of content, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, fully cast, sound effects. It's it's a whole score. So, yeah, score. Yeah, <laughs> Scott Tofty doing the score. Past past guest, past and future guest 
of uh, of Back to the Future minutes got tofty. Oh, well, not present. You said it. You said it's got gore, and I was like, "Well, for an he's got yeah uh, for an audio, we have a lot of audio show. There's like gross stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just it's just me like punching a wad of like ground beef, right? Just and then just Morgan screaming. (laughs) Um, so uh, so yeah, go check out check out Geek by Night. It is gore free because it is (laughs) yeah. There's there's little to no violence actually. Now that I think about it, (laughs) yeah. Uh, and then uh, go check out our Patreon page, duelinggenre.com/support, uh, where we are trying to make a weekend edition of this show happen. Uh, our goal is 250 a month, and uh, if we're making that, then we will start doing a weekend edition of this show called Back to the Future Minute, No Roads Edition, where we'll talk about all things Back to the Future, uh, all, all related things and answer your emails and things like that. So uh, go go check that out and go check out all of the uh, all the rewards that we have, um, exclusive content and stuff uh, at, at, at our Patreon page. And then, of course, uh, Pete... Uh, check Pete out at Star Wars Minute. Check Pete uh, out. And, of co- and, and Alphabetical, um, which is done. What song are you on, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, we're, we're done. done. We just uh, Earlier this month, we finished Damn. the whole run, all 248. What's, what was Z? There were no Zs. It was 12 to Y. The last song was uh, Your Mother Should Know. Oh. Mm. Uh, um, so uh, so check okay those one. out. You <laughs> said 248? 248 for alphabetical yeah yeah 248 episodes of alphabetical and well over four four or five hundred at star wars minute so if i just wanted to listen to what you guys thought of the continuing adventures of bungalow bill i could just find that on my podcast app yeah mm-hmm. nice. yeah uh, on itunes and alphabetical or alphabetical.com all the episodes are posted there too yeah. even and it's yeah. all too much from the yellow submarine soundtrack yeah great <laughs> uh, we didn't do any of the instrumental stuff because that was really more kind of oh like you know, you know like the George Martin like score yeah. stuff okay, yeah it cool. didn't quite count but uh, well, yeah. I don't know. we'll see we're looking you know figuring out what we're going to do next with those guys <laughs> say never. Awesome. all right well we will uh, talk to you next week bye everybody bye, bye.